Welcome to ADHD SOS. We've heard your call, and don't worry, help is on the way. This is the only podcast that combines mindset skills, cognitive psychology, and the motivational pep talks you need to beat procrastination and achieve peak performance. Join me, your host and fellow ADHDer, Tina L., as we journey from SOS to smooth sailing. Welcome back, SOS Squad. Today, today, we are talking about your long-term goals and what gets in the way. In particular, I want to talk about boredom. Boredom. Ah. <laughs> let's say you have a crystal ball that can predict the future. And let's say you're starting a new project or job or new hobby that you're excited about. And of course, you have ADHD. How do you think you'll feel about that thing in six months time? If we were to peer into that crystal ball, how's that new thing going for you? If you have ADHD, I think we can agree with almost 100% certainty that two things have happened. One, you have less interest, enthusiasm, and excitement. Maybe you're even straight up bored and totally over it. And two, you haven't been consistent in your efforts, which can feel demoralizing and might make you question whether you should keep at it. Here's the undeniable truth we have to grapple with. ADHD brains struggle to sustain motivation when the rewards are delayed. And when you have a long-term goal, the rewards are almost always delayed. That makes achieving long-term goals feel nearly impossible. Part of the reason our brains need the reward right now is because we lack sufficient dopamine to stay focused. There are two ways to fix this. One is with prescribed medications, and the other is by finding rewards and stimulation in your immediate environment. Many ADHDers that are medicated still report needing external stimulation, and so figuring out how to do this in a way that is non-destructive and boosts focus and productivity is a core ADHD life skill. The problem comes down to this. By their nature, our brains are focused on seeking rewards and stimulation in the here and now, and by their nature... Long-term goals are not now at all. (laughs) They're way off in the distance. And all of this is just the tip of the iceberg that explains why achieving a long-term goal is the Everest for ADHD brains. And all of this makes the prediction in the crystal ball, that prediction that you'll get bored and work inconsistently toward your goal, something closer to a scientific fact. This is the way our brains work. The solution is to plan our projects so that they create proper stimulation and juicy rewards in the here and now. And I have a recipe to share with you today that will show you how to do just that. 
But first I want to say that if the activity is just for fun and you don't care about crossing the finish line, there's no problem at all in flitting from shiny new thing to shiny new thing. If that's working for you, no judgment. But if it matters to you to cross the finish line and achieve the goal, then this next part is for you. I'll show you exactly how you can allow your ADHD brain to do its thing, which is to get bored and be inconsistent and still know without a shadow of a doubt that you have a foolproof plan to stick with and cross the finish line. In this episode, we'll focus on the boredom part and hold on to your hats because this might just change your life. The recipe for reliably creating stimulation and reward in the ADHD brain comes in a handy acronym called NICUP. N stands for novelty. You might be thinking right now that achieving a long-term goal means that I just have to find a way to keep doing the same thing over and over again, whether I like it or not. But actually, on a day-to-day level, there are always ways to switch things up. And it's fundamental to our brain functioning that we do this. Here are some different ways to stick with the same long-term goal and still have novelty. Change the location. Write that report in a new coffee shop. Take your conference calls outside. Brainstorm your content while on a hike. Read that book on a bus ride to somewhere new. Change up your tools or methods. Sick of writing? Try voice dictating your ideas. I love the app Otter for this. Sick of creating talking head videos? Try making the same content in a vlog style. Are you sick of reading tedious books? Listen to an audiobook while on a walk. Or change your point of focus. Let's say your goal involves running. Decide to focus on your cadence, your breathing technique, a new music playlist. Let's say your goal involves writing a nonfiction book. Decide to focus on a new area of research. Decide to focus on your storytelling skills. Decide to focus on breaking down complex topics. I stands for interest. A lot of things tend to be more interesting when they're new. That means when we're sticking with something for the long run, we have to be an active partner in making the thing interesting to us. I used to expect my interest to sing and dance for me. And when they stopped doing that, I stopped counting them as interests. Now, if I want to stick with something, I know I'm going to need to be an active partner in keeping it interesting. I think about this like holding up a crystal to the light. If I don't keep turning it around and observing the different ways it refracts light as I turn it, then it just becomes a rock and I end up ignoring it on the corner of my desk. Another way of exploring your interest in something is asking, what could I be curious about here? Here are some different ways to keep things interesting. For this one, let's imagine you're an experienced gardener. One way to increase your interest is to look for a way to improve. How can you get a better yield on your tomato plants this season? How can you make your basil plant grow bushier? 
How can you improve the drainage for your potted plants so they're less prone to root rot? Another way to increase your interest is to look for a new angle. What if you tried growing all your plants hydroponically in water? What if instead of buying soil, you made your own? How can you get more growth in the shoulder seasons? Another way to increase your interest is to ask questions you don't have the answers to yet. What's the best way to support the lives of bees around my property? What's the most efficient way to water plants in the desert? What are the historical origins of my favorite plants? C stands for challenge. And you might be thinking, isn't sticking with a long-term project challenging enough? And you'd be right about that. But the other truth is that ADHD brains love to engage with things that are right at the edge of our abilities. When things get too easy, we become disengaged, understimulated, and bored. For this one, let's imagine you're a chef. One way to challenge yourself is to constrain your options. Nothing causes creativity to skyrocket like creative constraints. What if you could only use five ingredients? What if you couldn't use an oven? What if your dessert was dairy-free, gluten-free, and sugar-free? Ooh. Another way to challenge yourself is to follow a prompt. For example, make a three-course meal where every dish has lavender in it. Make a brunch menu where everything is blue. Create a meal that could have been served in the book The Great Gatsby. Another way to challenge yourself is to try a new technique. Try cooking sous vide. Try making a delicious meal that's raw. Try baking in an air fryer. U stands for urgency. One of the big things that gets in the way when it comes to long-term projects is that they fundamentally lack urgency. If the ADHD brain only knows two times, the now and the not now, this long-term goal is always not now and will always feel not worth paying attention to. But urgency, as many of us know, is what gets us in the game. Nothing activates us and gets us moving like a good emergency. The problem with a real emergency is that there's a lot at stake, and there's a big risk of things not coming together or not being done well when we're tight on time. Not to mention the constant stress we live under when everything gets saved for the last minute. With all that said, low stakes urgency is one of my favorite ways to get myself into motion. For me, low stakes urgency is how I make time into a game. There aren't serious consequences for not getting it done, but I get to gamify things by racing the clock. Here are a few ways to create low-stakes urgency. Challenge what you can get done in a block of time. Schedule a free body doubling session on Focusmate and challenge yourself to write this entire outline for this podcast during that time. Define a mini goal and try to complete it in the length of a flight or a bus ride. Another way to create low-stakes urgency is to create an artificial deadline for a real person. Announce to a friend or workmate that you want to share a finished piece of work with them at a certain date and time. 
The beauty of this is that they're acting as your accountability buddy without having to do any work or even necessarily know the special role they're playing. Another way to create low stakes urgency is to schedule a trip or an outing as a hard deadline. Sometimes the problem is that we feel like we have all the time in the world. So what's the rush in getting started? But now let's say you've made plans. Challenge yourself to achieve something before you have no other choice but to stop. Imagine how great you'll feel going out to lunch or taking that little vacation, knowing that you've gotten that thing done. P stands for passion. What is the thing underneath it all that makes your goal worth pursuing? And how can you bring that to the forefront of your work? For example, my passion is not sitting in an empty room and speaking into a microphone, which is what I'm doing right now. My passion is to connect with people and help them reach their goals. Speaking into this microphone is the vehicle, but it's not the passion itself. Getting closer to passion itself will create the meaning and the dopamine I need to sit in this empty room and speak into a microphone. So how can I do that? One way is to reach out to you, the listener, and find out what questions you have, what goals you're having trouble reaching, and the impact this show is having on you. I recently had the chance to connect deeply with a listener on these very topics, and it totally renewed my passion. Let's imagine you're a teacher. Your passion is helping your students and creating a lasting impact on their lives. But on a day-to-day level, you find yourself caught up in bureaucracy, politics, and admin work. Focusing only on that will naturally cause burnout and boredom. It's time to reconnect with your passion. So how can you do that? Maybe it's reorganizing class time so that you can provide for the students in your class who are struggling. Maybe you open up an extra day of office hours. Maybe you offer tutoring on the side. And now it's time for the rescue recap. When it's sink or swim, remember these key takeaways. So that is NICUP. That's the recipe for keeping your ADHD brain engaged in a long-term project by creating rewards and stimulation for your brain in the here and now. Commit it to memory if you can. Novelty, interest, challenge, urgency, and passion. I can't wait to hear how this impacts your long-term projects. I am rooting for you and I love you. SOS Squad, over and out. Do you have a question about ADHD or an issue with productivity that you'd like to hear discussed on the show? I would love to throw you a lifeline. Send your SOS message to ADHDSOSpodcast at gmail.com. That's ADHDSOSpodcast at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear from you.